Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, and we have got a great show in store with you. If you have a minute and you could rate and review the show, we would really appreciate it. It matters so much and helps new friends find us, and we love having new friends around here. Before we get into today's conversation, I want to just take a minute and tell you about one of our incredible partners, the NIV Coloring Bible. Looking for the perfect gift for the special girl in your life? Check out the newly updated NIV Beautiful Word Coloring Bible for Girls gift set. It's created especially for girls ages eight and up. This beautiful Bible has sticker sheets and coloring pencil set, and they provide tools for young artists to express themselves as they read through God's Word. My personal Bible that I use is the New International Version, and I love it because it's accurate, it's readable, it's clear, and that really matters for young Bible readers. This Bible is beautiful and has over 600 verses illustrated and ready-to-color drawings, and it comes with four colored pencils and those six sheets of stickers that are designed just for girls. The thick paper is perfect for writing and doodling and in the margins, and the margins are wide and have lines to add notes and reflections. I have gotten to flip through one. I absolutely love it, y'all. We have them here in the office. And I just think it's beautiful. If I was gifting something to a young gal, maybe anywhere from eight to middle school, high school, I think this would be such a great gift. This special Bible for girls will become a cherished keepsake full of personalized, creative expressions of their faith. So go to NIVBibleForKids.com for free coloring sheets and more information. Again, that's NIVBibleForKids.com. Go check it out today. Today's episode is with someone we all know probably pretty well, Kathy Lee Gifford. Remember, we read her kids' book a couple of weeks ago called Hello, Little Dreamer on Monday nights in our mini BFF book club at 6 p.m. on my Insta Story Live. I'll share that one again today in case you didn't get to see it. But it is such a great book. She's just incredible. Uh, Today's a very spiritual episode. She quotes a lot of scripture. And I think what you're going to love, friends, is when I was listening to her talk, there are times where she's just saying scripture And she wasn't like, this is Isaiah 5. She just was talking, and what she was saying was what the Bible says. It was just incredible. And there's a tiny mini BFF warning that we're going to talk about grown-up married things in like the 40th minute. So if you're listening with one of my mini BFFs, I just wanted to give you a heads up about that. Kathy Lee's newest book, It's Never Too Late, Make the Next Act of Your Life, The Best Act of Your Life, comes out on December 1st. And I've got it, and I think it's awesome. I think you are going to really, really enjoy it. And it releases tomorrow. So here's my conversation with our new friend, someone we've all been a fan of for a long time, Kathy Lee Gifford. Kathy Lee, one of the big rules of the podcast is we only have guests that I'm already friends with or that I hope someday to be friends with. And so you are a perfect fit now that we live in the same town. Are you ready to get started? Do you have any questions for me? Absolutely. Okay, my first question is, tell me about moving to Franklin and living down here in Nashville. What was that about? You know what? I was um, writing a movie for my friend Fred, uh, Craig Ferguson and I to do in, in Scotland. And I was sent here by the Today Show with Hoda to do a segment on the CMAs. Yeah. So I came down here, ended up doing a short segment with uh, one of the greatest writers uh, in the business named Brett James. 
uh, after we did the segment, Brett said, uh, Kathy, I'm so sorry about your husband passing. And are you and, and uh, your children okay? And I said, yes, Brett, thank you. I, I found my husband that morning. He was, uh, this was the look on his face. Mm. And, and I said, I know he saw Jesus and, and Jesus took his breath away. And one day I'm going to write that song. Yeah. And Brett goes, well, then let's write that song. So I came back down to Nashville the next week, took Brett and I about 10 minutes to write that song. <gasps> That's became it. my number, first number one song on iTunes within about 15 seconds. <laughs> he got me singing again. I had not sung in 15 years professionally. And because I'd had some damage done to my vocal cords when I'd had pneumonia. And I just thought, if I can't sing as well as I used to sing, I'll just keep writing songs for people that sing great. Yeah. You know? And he got me to completely rethink all of that. And he bamboozled me, but I forgive him. <laughs> and as a result, I mean, we had just finished writing um, God Who Sees. And he, he looks down into my case that I have with me all the time. Writers always do because you, yes. you just you never know when you're going to get some inspiration. So um, he, he saw that I was something. And he goes, what are you working on? And I said, well, it's this movie for my friend uh, Craig Ferguson. And I. he says, oh, my gosh, I love that guy. I miss him on late night. And I go, I know everybody does. He's brilliant. And he goes, yeah. can I look? And so he opened up the script, which I had not even finished yet. Uh, and and I do everything but backwards. I just do because I don't know how to do it. Yeah, right. So, oh my god! And you're not supposed to write music for a, a, a movie that you haven't finished writing yet. <laughs> you, know, you don't do that. Well, I do that. Yes. And I had written the lyrics to a song called "Once Again." And he looks. He takes a quick look at them and he goes, "Oh my gosh, these are gorgeous lyrics. Let's write this next." And I went, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. so I'm sitting with one of the best writers in the world. Right. And he said, let's do the next one. So he came up to my house two weeks later. We recorded. He saw Jesus. And, and we wrote once yeah. again, yeah. which is now part of the film. And we wrote seven songs for the movie. And while I was coming to work with him every month and then towards the end, every week, every weekend, I would come down from New York. All, it just sort of dawned on me every time I got on the plane to go home to New York and go back to the Today Show, I'd go, why am I so happy here? Mm. You know, and I realized it's because it's the culture here is a, is a culture of kindness. It is. And, and the culture of New York and the whole East Coast and the whole tri-state area up there and the media and everything had changed in the 40 years since I had moved there. Mm -hmm. And not that there aren't wonderful and good and even godly people there. There are. But as a rule, the culture has become progressively more uh, dark mm -hmm. and spirited and, and chaotic. And I said, there's a culture of chaos here. Wow. And I'm happy in a culture of kindness who wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. and the people here are joyful. I've been through two elections now since I've moved down here. And not one time did somebody say, who are you voting for? Yeah, that's right. They, they say, after you vote, let's get together. Let's have a drink and we'll have a song. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and and, and I, I, I had no idea, Annie, how much my soul was just rotting hmm. in the environment that I, I, I'd get in my car every morning, like 6.30, 6.15 every morning, and had done it for 35 years yeah. and drive to New York City and, and everything that that entailed in the media uh, world and the the mean-spiritedness and it gotten to the point where people just yelled. Wow. Couldn't even have a conversation, uh, with it, except for rare people who still just remained decent people in spite of our differences. You know, there are still people out there, but they're not the noisy ones, right. sadly. Right. So that's how I got here. And I bought 
a year and a half ago. No, it's two years now. Two two and a half, two years ago, I bought my first little home here. It was a little um, little townhouse. Yeah. And within a month, I knew, oh my gosh, I want to live here. Yeah. So I'm a Tennessee resident. I voted in Tennessee. <laughs> I I have here what I did not have in my last uh, home, which was um, I have a community of faith believers. Yeah. You know, it's, I have one Christian friend, two, but one, I, they both have young children, so I didn't hardly see them much. Right. But I didn't have a church that taught rabbinically, which is important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so much of what's wrong in our Western world is because we have terrible translations of the Bible that people yes. think are, are the divinely inspired word of God, and they're not. Right. You know, and I, I'm, I'm not speaking as a biblical expert, I, because I'm not, but I study with them. Mm-hmm. I study with uh, Messianic rabbis and others who are basically rabbinical, in, even though, the, and that means a Messianic rabbi is a, a Jewish rabbi, legitimately, who also believes that Jesus was and is the Messiah. Yeah. So they know Greek. They know the Greek of the, of the New Testament. Right. They know the Hebrew of the Old Testament. And when they tell you what the word of God says, you can take it to the bank mm-hmm. as opposed to so many of them. And um, it, it, that's the tragedy because we just don't understand in our Western culture where we come from, who Jesus really was, who his disciples were, what was the, the geopolitical um, reality of the time in, in, in Israel at the time. Uh, and I'm fascinated by those things, and I've yes. always been, uh, since I was a, a 12 years old and accepted Jesus into my heart as a little Jewish girl, yes. sitting in a movie theater, watching a, a Billy Graham movie called The Restless Ones, about a girl who's at the cusp of womanhood like I was, yeah. and had a decision to make. Well, I go the world's way, have sex with my boyfriend, do drugs, and, and go the world's way, or will I trust God with my life? And, and believe that he could truly make a difference in my life and, and, and bring something beautiful out of it. Yeah. And, uh, and I felt the, call, the calling of Jesus on my heart that day. Um, I believed in God, but I didn't know he had a name. Mm. And, uh, and it's Yeshua in my, in my, I know the first foot step I put down in, the, in um, Israel when I first went there when I was 17, I, I felt home. Really? I, I, an ancient knowing this is where I came from. Yes. And so I've spent my life studying. And so I, I really, I must admit, I have very little patience for the bad translations of the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And I feel very sad that so many people spend their lives believing every word of it and, and memorizing it and quoting it. And we think, and we know there's no power because all, we get our power from the word. Yes. The word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And if we don't actually know the word, then um, then it's it's we have most people should be pitied, right? Just yeah, pitied, yeah. and and we and we that's why we turn lukewarm. Yep. We turn lukewarm because we've fallen out of love with our first love, and he wants it to be a vibrant Zoe kind of love. What he talks about in John ten ten that he wants that abundant life for us. Yes. The opposite of what the, the enemy wants for us, life and life abundantly. That word is Zoe in the uh, in the Greek, which means you cannot contain it. Yeah. It overflows and cannot be contained. Yeah. I want that. Yes. I don't know anybody yes. else. Yeah. I, want that. Right. I don't want religion, Annie, at all. Yeah. 
religion is what's gotten us into the trouble we were in in this world. I want relationship with the living God. Yeah. So my question to you, Kathy Lee, when you sit down to study the Bible, so many of our friends listening study the Bible as well. Tell me what 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 versions you have in front of you. What other texts are you using? Are you using concordances? Like when you're studying, what is what do you have with you? Well, I my best studying is when I go to Israel. And, yeah. I, and I sit at the feet of these amazing rabbis and different teachers. Uh, I started with um, go to, um, I mean, the, the, there's a there's a Bible called the Living the Living. What the, I just went out of my head. The Living Word. The Living. It, it's done by rabbinical messianic rabbis. Okay, we'll look it the up and link to it. Okay, I'm so sorry. The Tree of Life. Got it. And it's I think an extreme, a very very good version of the Bible. But um, the better thing is, is than reading it is studying with somebody who understands it. Right. So it's need both, right? But the word of God has to be revealed to you as well. And what I love about the rabbinical teachers is they take you 10 layers deeper. Yes. You know, we've been taught in Western Christianity, don't get involved in numerology. That's of the devil. Don't get, well, every number in the Bible has purpose. Yes. Greek and Hebrew are both alphanumerical languages, meaning that their alphabet, each letter in their alphabet has a numeric value and there's, and there's meaning to it. Um, and, and, and when we study that, all of a sudden you go, oh, that's why God, Jesus said, turned that many pots. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God gave that on the third, first, whatever day. Oh, my goodness. That's why all these things, there's nothing random about the true word of God. It's, it's, it's as for God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. Yes. And it either is or it isn't. Yep. God is either sovereign God or he's not God at all. So now that I can't go to Israel, right. none of us can sadly, and study there, I wrote a book called The Rock, The Road, and The Rabbi yes. with um, my favorite Messianic rabbi, Rabbi Jason Sobel. And you can people can go to fusionglobal.com. Follow him. Jonathan Kahn mm-hmm. is an amazing, um, uh, not only prophet of God, I don't, I believe, or but but great teacher. There are there are thankfully many. Uh, but when Israel opens, I would uh, really encourage everyone to don't go as a tourist to Israel. Mm-hmm. Go as a rabbinic student. Yes, um, you'll get some lovely pictures. You know, if you go just to say you went to, and you'll get a picture with the that smelly. Uh, camel on the on the Mount of Olives. Yes, I know, I know. <laughs> but you will not have your life transformed yeah. until you go there. The rock is Jesus. The road is the Holy Land. And the and the rabbi is rabbinical teaching of the word mm-hmm. uh, and all about Jesus in the place where these things actually truly happened. Yes. And I've taken my favorite trip that I took, and I've been so many times I can't remember how many now, I took, I said, Lord, instead of believers who already know you and love you, yes, we all still have much to learn, but I want you to fill this plane, Lord. I want to take my friends, people that I love, but do not share my faith. Wow. Put it on their hearts. I'm going to make it open to them. Come to Israel with me. And, uh, and I, many, I just ended up uh, paying their way Yeah, because God had helped me and I could. Oh, wow. So on that trip, I took atheists. I took agnostics. I took Jewish Scientologists. Oh, <laughs> that is a combo. Heartbroken, heartbroken Catholics yeah. because of the pedophilia and their, their own sure. faith. They've lost faith in it. Very confused Baptists. Uh-huh. 
and and, and you name it, uh, Sikhs, Hindus. I was it was over twenty of us, and, and we were all so many of them came from a completely different background and mindset and and religious tradition mm-hmm. or no religion. Mm-hmm. And and I watched with such fascination the Holy Spirit move in every single person's life. Wow. A man that I write with and have for over 20 years, one of the most brilliant composers. I won't say his name, but um, he's, he's brilliant. He is a Jewish Scientologist for the last 40 years. I took his him, his wife, who was, had been in the Catholic faith, and their son, who was 14 at the time and had never known anything but Scientology. When we came to the Jordan River for baptisms, their son was the first one in the Jordan River. Wow. And they, along with every single person who went, Sikhs, the Hindus, everybody, the agnostics, everybody took communion in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, on the last day before we left. Yes. And, and um, I watched with wonder at God and how he breaks down all the barriers, all the walls, all the institutions that have been set up against his word. Nothing stands against his word. It cuts to the beyond the bone and marrow uh, uh, and straight to the soul. It was thrilling. It encouraged me. But again, it was the right teaching. There's another person uh, go to uh, that the world may know. A friend of mine named um, uh, Ray Vanderlaan started that. Brilliant videos, brilliant teaching. He was my first rabbinic teacher. Uh, uh, his best, he says his finest, best teacher uh, is one of my favorite teachers, a guy named Ron, uh, Rod Van Sokoma. Oh, wow. Their website. And then again, um, okay. Fusion Global. Fusion Global. Or, okay. Yeah. And uh, when Israel opens, and I'm told by dear friends there, it will be early in, in the new year. Plan that trip you've always said you were going to do. And so many people say, oh, I don't want to go to Israel. It's on my bucket list. But it's, it's just not a good time because of all the, you know, all the uncertainty. and all yep. the, Can I tell you something? There's no bad time to go to Israel. That's you right. can't because of COVID. But once it's open, you're the safest there of any place in the whole world. Yes. Because of God's blessing on the state of Israel. Mm. Jesus is going to return to the Mount of Olives where he left. I'd love to be I'd love to be there. Wouldn't that be something? Can you imagine if that just landed on the trip and you're like, this is great timing. <laughs> and, and, all, and the Golden Gate, that, that, yes. that opens the thing that they think is going to keep the Messiah out. He right. Right through right. all those graves they put in front of it to, just to keep the Messiah out. Yes. Like you can keep the Messiah out of anything. Right. The creator of all things. Yes. It's just... The ignorance and then the, it breaks my heart is what it does. it does. It just, I don't know why people set themselves up against God, but we have since the dawn of time with, and the dawn of creation. And uh, especially in our world today, where I think the, the evil one knows that his days are numbered and the, yes. the, uh, the, com- the issue is coming soon. Yeah. And I know they've been saying that for centuries and they've been right. And one day he will. Right. Right. Yes. You know, I don't want the Lord to look at me and go, Kathy, why didn't you do this? I go, well, there was going to be a committee meeting. (laughs) Or Lord, I I just was concerned about, you know, the the terrorism in in Gaza. Well, Lord, he doesn't want to hear excuses on that day. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to know why we didn't tell the world that he loves them. 
And I think it'll be because uh, so many people will not be believers in Yeshua because so many are mm-hmm. and don't fulfill their calling to tell the whole yep. world. Yep. Not that Jesus came to condemn them, right. he came to save them. That's right. But he loved them. Yeah. And we have far too many centuries been in the judgment business. Uh, right. The loving business. Hey, friends, just taking a short break from this conversation with Kathy Lee to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Liquid IV. Okay, y'all, with flu season around the corner, with a little more attention than usual on staying well and avoiding spreading germs, and a busy season that can get our bodies run down, it's more important than ever to keep up the habits that help take care of our bodies. I'm trying to keep up with regular exercise and get my vegetables in, but I'll take all the help I can get to make sure I'm taking care of myself with the proper vitamins and nutrients. That's why Liquid IV created the Hydration Multiplier Plus Immune Support to help all of us maintain and strengthen our immune systems. I already love Liquid IV as a way to stay hydrated. Y'all know that. So when they said they were coming out with this new product that has immune support, I was especially excited. And the tangerine flavor, you guys, we love it. I'm telling y'all, we love Liquid IV so much in our office. (laughs) The tangerine flavor tastes so good. Hydration Multiplier Plus Immune Support is a cutting edge blend of vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and Wellmune, all of which support good health and immune function. And it comes in these convenient little single serving packets that you just mix into your water. Liquid IV's new Hydration Multiplier Plus Immune Support is available at Walmart or Order online and get 25% off when you're a friend of us. You go to liquidiv.com and use the code that sounds fun at checkout. That's 25% off at anything you order when you use the promo code that sounds fun at liquidiv.com. I'm telling you, get some of these, put them in the stockings, give them to your friends. You can get better hydration today at liquidiv.com and the promo code is that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Kathy Lee Gifford. I I think that's why your new book, It's Never Too Late, is so important because one of the excuses we can make for why we're not telling people about Jesus or why we're not doing the thing we feel called to is, well, I've already missed my chance. I've missed my chance. My kids are grown or I have kids now or I I don't have time. I mean, we can come up with all these reasons, but but kind of will you talk a little bit about that idea that we haven't missed the opportunity to do what God's called us to do no matter what? Well, every mistake we've made or any choice we've made that we now consider a mistake. God saw it before it happened. Mm. And he says our iniquities are taken away as far as the east from the west. God doesn't remember them, but we do. So a good thing to do is start with a prayer saying, Lord, help me not to remember them. You've forgiven me. Yeah. And every time I bring them up, I'm, 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 I'm diminishing the power you have to make them disappear. Lord. They, to God, they never happened. Yeah. And that's not just a one-time thing. That's all. We're going to sin on the day we die. Yeah. And, but we're forgiven. Yeah. That's what the word of God is very, very clear about. Yes. So start there with that for God's forgiveness is real. Mm. And if it's something you still feel shame or guilt about that's keeping you from it, you got you to confess it. Yeah. And say, Lord, I, I, give me more faith to believe that you have truly forgiven me for that. Mm-hmm. I'm having trouble forgiving myself still. Yeah. And, and claim the word of God. Claim it. That's where our power is. And claim it in its actual source. That's right. Uh, meaning. 
Don't don't find Google today. Google what something says in the Greek or the Hebrew, and that will give you understanding. Yep. We've no use in today's world not to know what it really says. That's right. That's right. Because the only two languages that have never changed in millennia since they were ancient That's and wild. now are, are, are everyday still uh, languages are Hebrew and Greek. Yes. Of course, God is going to preserve his holy word. Yes. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. And you know, I use the, I don't know if you've ever used the Blue Letter Bible app, but it no. shows you the original of every word, the original Greek and or I Hebrew. Don't have that. It is so fun. I mean, I can get lost digging into, and it shows everywhere that particular word was used in the Bible and what the other meanings are. And so, wow. That's well, how you claim blue, scripture. Blue note. Blue Letter Bible. All right. It's an app. Put it on my phone, my publisher. <laughs> but you're right. Claiming that, claiming scripture for what it's really saying over your life reminds you that it's not too late to do the thing you're called to do. Yeah, and and we'll know when it's too late when we when the Lord takes us home. Mm. You know, uh, I talk in the Bible about a story that uh, I won't go into, but but Paul Newman taught me that if you've got a pulse, you still have a a, a purpose. Yeah, what God will say it's over when He takes you home. Yes. And, um, and, and, and it's a lie from the, from the pit, uh, that, that it's, it's done. It's over. David lamented in the, and Getty when he was, um, you know, being hunted down, he was the anointed King. Yes. He'd been anointed by Samuel to be King, but the, but the, the present King Saul's trying to destroy him because he's so jealous of him. Mm-hmm. You can write these things from the headlines. Right, the headlines. right. And he was losing, losing, losing battle. He's a great battler, but he's losing the battle against despair and against fear. And he's ready to give up. He thinks his life is over. And if David, this mighty warrior, this shepherd king got scared and got frightened and got, but, but then he would quote what the ancient scriptures said about God's promises and he would gain courage from yeah, yeah. it. Nothing's changed in that respect. We've got to quote because yeah. Jesus said to Satan when he was in the, you know, in the, in the wilderness being tempted for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus said to him, you say this, but God said the word, but it is written, Yeah, yeah. you know? He's our model for everything. For absolutely everything. So we got to right. fight the devil and the lies of Satan. He's the he's the father of lies. We, yeah. The only way we can win against the powers and the principalities and the and the demonic world is by coming against it in power with the word of God. Mm-hmm. That's over any addiction. That's over any heartbreak. That's over any disease. Claim the word of God and his promises for you and then get out of God's way and watch what he does. Yeah. I mean, I was reading one of the, a question you'd answered for another interview where they said, give us the three tips or something for women, you know, and you said, just listen to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I was like, my girl, Kathy Lee, she's just telling them. Yeah, and then you know, the second one's then get out of his way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Quit trying to control everything. Oh, man, hadn't 2020 taught us that? I thought I had way more control than I do. Mm-mm. And it's almost like it's been like a forced Sabbath yes. for us in a way. It said, be still and know that I am God. You know, I can't find anywhere in Scripture where the Israelites and the Hebrews ever kept. Once that God told them to keep the Jubilee every 50 years, yes. forgive everybody's debts. Uh, let the land be fallow for a year. Every seven years, they were supposed to do these things. But every 50, it was an incredible cleansing of their whole culture yes. and of the earth that we were supposed to be a good steward of. 
And I can't see in anything. Not, I don't, I'm not saying they never did, but no one's ever been able to show me in, uh, in scripture a mention of a jubilee year. And that's when God wanted to cleanse everything and forgive everything and give everybody a fresh start. He's the He's the Father of fresh starts. He's the yeah. um, the creator of the concept of new mercies, tender mercies every morning. You know, mm. and so uh, I think that God in in this worldwide COVID, I mean, there's this disease is no respecter of persons or nations or borders or anything. No. And it was uh, the, from the billionaire down to the. Um, the brokenhearted, uh, I hate to say bum, but because yeah. that's a terrible word, but you know, the most brokenhearted and, and uh, you know, needy person on earth was still equally as vulnerable. And some of us more so because of our age or our uh, preconditions that we have. But, you know, uh, I just think it's a common enemy. We've rarely in the world since I've been born had a common enemy. Yeah. No, you know, we, we hate each other, <laughs> right. a lot of bad reasons, but this is a common enemy. And, and, but, but we still have the same warrior God yes. who stands and fights for us and says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Yeah. I am your God mm-hmm. and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yes. You know, and again, look up right hand and why not left? These kinds of things are fascinating. It's, it's like a never ending uh, treasure. If you keep digging, exactly. I love it. This morning I was reading Psalm 18 and I, and, and so I was going to ask you about this. I was reading Psalm 18 and it says, you know, David is saying, Lord, you're my refuge. You're my strength. Come and help me. And then there's about eight verses of, and then God gets on the wings and he flies down and he rescued. And it's like, and then, and then David says, and he rescued me because he loves me. Right. And and I just thought, so I, in my head, I thought, I need to memorize Psalm 18. Where does memorization come into your faith life? Do you memorize scripture? How often? What does that look like? Yeah, I, I think it's so, so, so important. But again, it's got to be what the Bible really says. Yes. You know, so be careful before you put all that work into it. That it's really <laughs> what it says. Check right. it before you do. It's the greatest single advantage you can ever have in your life in any situation of your life would be to instantly have the word of God at your, at, on your mouth, on your lips, yes. right before it just, it's here, it's in your heart and it comes this way and you speak it. Yep. God spoke creation into being. He spoke it and he sang it. The Bible also yeah. it makes it. And all of creation sings out to him in response to it. Uh, the created uh, creature is knows innately who created it. And him, mm-hmm. animals do what they do naturally because of God's and and, and birds sing right. a song every day, and 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 that's what we're supposed to do. That the Bible says, you know, in the in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. Yes. In the morning, I bring my requests before you, and I wait in expectancy. And I like to take those words apart and go expect and see. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Expect, yeah. expect God to hear you, and then expect Him to show up. And most of the time, he can't help himself. He shows off too. Yes. And as it says in Ephesians, more beyond, immeasurably more than we could hope or imagine or ask for. All of that. I mean, that's the life that he has for us. And so few of us um, do the work. It's like a relationship. If you don't work at it, the relationship is going to suffer. God doesn't want our community, our communion with him and our intimacy to be work, but it is effort. 
Yes. He does want us to seek his face. Mm -hmm. Seek it. Seek me and you will find me. Knock. I will open up. You know, ask. I will. You'll get an answer. These are all um, proactive things we have to do in order for God to not supersede our free will. Mm-hmm. He's not, he gave us free will. We're, that's the way we are different from every other created being. Yes. We can choose our way. We can make choices. We can either listen or we can ignore, or we can just um, uh, keep going down a path that we know is destructive and is going to end uh, in, in, um, in, in despair. I have so many friends dear friends who I pray for every single day that actually came out of a solid walk with Jesus mm. and they, they've given it up. Yes. And I don't understand how you can taste and see that the Lord is good and then think that something else is going to taste better than that. Right. right. And I just pray for them. I just, I do every single day. There's a, a, a sadly a growing list mm. of friends like that who, yep. who, who have known the truth. Yes. And walked away. Talk a little bit about your prayer life because we talk, we love talking about prayer here. What is how, how do you remember people? How do you remember who to pray for? How what does your prayer disciplines look like in your life? Well, um, the, the Bible says pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. So what's that mean? To me, it means our entire lives are supposed to be a prayer. Yes, I never have separated the secular from the spiritual. I love. That. I am a, a body woman. I like a good, you know. Uh, Fart joke. Yeah. I just, <laughs> fart don't hurt anybody unless you're right in the line. Of <laughs> or you have a flatulent dog. That's know. right. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And and prayer, our lives, you said you are the God of my life, right? Mm. You, so what's that mean? That means that every nanosecond, and in him we live and move and have our being. Yes. It doesn't say in him we go visit him once a week in some building. Oh, preach that, yes. Listen to somebody speak, maybe even the, the pure word of God, and they sing lovely songs, and we get on our knees and we pray, and then we leave. Yes, we have to have assembly. Yes, we have to have our community of, of believers just, just for our own, our own growth and our own yeah. uh, safety net. You know, we're to confess, not to a priest someplace, we're confess our sins to one another, the scripture mm-hmm, says. Mm-hmm. And then in gentleness, lead each other back yeah. to truth. No more condemnation. We, we have no right to condemn. And so I try to just, I, I, when somebody says, I'll, I'll pray for you, why not right now? Mm. You know, that's what I've, I've, I've learned a new discipline. When somebody said, please pray for me, I'll be, I said, let's pray right now. Because yes. I will forget later. Because somebody else is going to come along who needs me to pray about something else. That's right. So there's no time like right now to pray. Mm-hmm. And anytime the Lord puts somebody on your heart, don't just think about it. Pray for them. Mm-hmm. That's the Holy Spirit saying, doing intercessory for people. Mm-hmm. You, you know, someone needs you. Mary, right now, Mary, you're, all of a sudden Mary's on your mind. That's the Holy Spirit saying, yes. pray for Mary. Yes. Something is going on in her life. Pray for Mary. You don't even need details. Right. You don't even know what it is. Just lift her up to Jesus. How often do you like send a text? If Mary comes to your mind, do you tell her? Yeah, it depends. Sometimes then the next thing happens and I got to be honest, uh, <laughs> the world's coming to an end somewhere. I got to put out a, you know, all kinds of uh, fires. Yeah. Uh, and then, then you get busy. And here's the thing. God understands that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't condemn. He told me to pray for Mary then. And I did. All of a sudden, now he's got me 
uh, praying for uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A great trio. Agreed. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Rothy's. Rothy's shoes are incredibly comfortable with zero break-in period. The way they're made, this seamlessly knit-to-shape design just makes them so comfy. With many chic styles to choose from, Rothy's shoes are the perfect present for everyone on your list. It's no surprise that Rothy's best-selling shoe, The Point in Black, has over 3,000 near-perfect reviews. It's beautiful, y'all. Spread some holiday cheer with the newest Rothy styles like winter-ready shoes, brand-new bags, and washable masks. And with the Rothy's gift cards, you can let your loved ones pick the perfect present for themselves. You've heard me say this before, but I find it fascinating that Rothy's makes their products from recycled plastic water bottles. And I love how they prioritize sustainability while making such cute shoes and accessories. Find out why Glamour named Rothy's one of the top gift ideas you can't go wrong with and why Allure magazine says Rothy's is the eco-conscious gift you'll see on every list. Plus, Rothy's come with free shipping and free returns on eligible items, so you can gift without being worried about any customer service hassles. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash sounds fun. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash sounds fun today. And now back to our conversation with Kathy Lee. I mean, I'd love that you're modeling for us a, because, you know, so many of our friends listening have grown up with you. You know, we've all known you our whole lives. I know. And so to be able to, to listen to your daily rhythms with God are unending. That's just how you live your day really, really is encouraging to me. I, I like hearing about the the constant prayer and just trusting that the person who comes to your mind is meant to come to your mind right in that moment. Yes. And, and the opposite of that is when it's, when you're so preoccupied with your own problems that you cannot hear the voice of the Lord, put anybody else's on. you, mm-hmm. and, and that's especially when, because he's the God of the individual. That's when he wants us to say, Lord, he said, be anxious for nothing. Yes. But in all things. And you know what that means in the Greek and Hebrew? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Big, you know, spiritual hidden secret. Yeah. It, we're not supposed to be, add one worry to our life. Jesus, God does not want us to be in a, in a, in a, in a state of confusion. And he doesn't want us to be in a state of, of worry about what's going to happen. He's got it. Or he doesn't. It's one or the other. That's right. So that's why he says, but in all things, you know, pray it, with petition, pray, pray, pray. And then mostly and give thanks. Yeah. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And, you know, it's guard your hearts and mind means to like release it, to free it up again, free you from it. Because if you give it to Jesus, you're supposed to not have it anymore. That's right. <laughs> but we give it and we take it back. Yes. And, you know, and it's human, especially where our children are concerned. Or our health are con- is yes. concerned, you know, and relationships. I mean, like Jesus said, in this world, we will have trouble. Yeah. But take heart, meaning take the word for heart, courage. 
And the Hebrew word for courage was Kana. Uh-huh. That was the ancient Hebrew battle cry. When they went in to take the lamb, the promised lamb, they would shout Kana, which we translate as Cana. Yes. Where Jesus did the very first miracle with the, with the wine at the wedding, which is a personal favorite of mine. That, <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's beautiful. I didn't know that was the same word. Kana. C-A-N-A. And we can, I mean, I will never forget you just saying he either has it or he doesn't. It's, it's one of the two. And so in those moments where I'm worried he doesn't have it, I have to say to myself, okay, God either has this situation or he doesn't. And if he doesn't, we're in big trouble. Right, right. Okay, let's talk about relationships for a minute because I'm not married yet. And last, no, not yet. I'm, I just turned 40 this summer. Still would love to get married. That very big number in biblical times. I listen. I'm a numerologist with you. I love number things. I feel like God, if I want to hear him in numbers in my life, all I have to do is pay attention. And so I, yeah, I've been, once you get over not being married at 40, then you go like, but actually 40 is the promised land. But actually 40 is the one, you know, like if there's ever a number that God intended for us to celebrate, it's this one to me. But last year, your God Wink Christmas movie on Hallmark, the, I mean, it, it, it moved. One? Yes. It just like moved me at oh. the idea of how, how we can't ever see all the things God is doing and the way he's interacting and, and moving, for lack of a better word, moving chess pieces around yes. to win. So will you talk for a minute about to our, our friends who want to have kids and don't yet, or want to be married and aren't yet, or are single again, or, you know, that, that their life doesn't quite look the way they thought it would, which is everyone. Yeah. Where does that meet your yes. faith? Uh, well, um, one of my new uh, oratorios is called The God of the How and When. Oh, wow. And in it, we talk about how Sarah and Abraham, look how long they had to wait right. for the promise that God had given. It starts with the promise, the covenant God makes with us. And uh, But he doesn't tell us um, when it's going to happen or exactly how he's going to make it happen. But if he speaks it, it will happen. Mm-hmm. And we, our part is to trust. Yeah. Our faith is what pleases God. And so we go through Sarah and, and, uh, and I mean, God promises Abraham that he's going to, Abram, before he changed his name, that he's going to be the father of a great nation. Mm-hmm. And he's, he, he can't have a child with, we don't know if, whether she was, was barren. We know she could not have a child, but we also don't know if he was able to to uh, fertilize mm-hmm. uh, a child, but you know, an egg. So we don't know the details. We just know that they were an infertile couple. Yes. But God knew what the issue was. Yeah. God knew what the issue was, and He, at the age of one hundred, and Sarah at ninety, finally. Can you imagine? Uh, they screwed up. Sarah yeah. did by giving Hagar. To get get the promise, I, I I want a son. However, I can have it. I want a child, a son. So and she, so she got ahead of God's promise, and we all do that by nature. Yeah. Yep. And then the next one, what we talk about is Moses. Uh, the the Jewish people, the Hebrews, had been enslaved in in um, in Egypt for four hundred years, waiting for waiting for a deliverer. They the God finally brings Moses. You know, the most un, in, unlikely actually of of, of uh, heroes. And talk about Moses in it, and and then um, it happens, and they get they get uh, released from, from captivity, and then what happens? They, the minute they're out, grumbling against God, right. Moses, 
no faith. They've seen major miracles. They've seen incredible acts of God back to their old discipline. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And I'm Jewish, so I can, I can say that. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> boy, and, and I do it in my own life. I'm not casting aspersions. But then God, faithful God, yes, he chastises us and he teaches us and everything. But 40 years, again, you're 40, yeah. waiting in the wilderness for uh, to go to, to finally reach the promised land. And what happens? Moses is not allowed to go and be in it. And I talk, people like to talk about that God was punishing him for because of the incident with the with the, the rock. You yeah. know, you got to look yeah. that up. And I don't believe that's true. I think I don't think it was a punishment. In my take on it with our oratorio, I talk about the fact that he had done, he had fulfilled the job, the task that God had mm. given him. And he was going to, he was going to climb a different mountain than he climbed when he went to Mount Sinai. Right. He was going to uh, uh, climb that mountain Ebo mm -hmm. and God was going to answer his prayer then to enter, enter the real promised land. That's right. And he woke up. He got, God said, look what you can see. Think about this for a minute, Annie. Look what you could see. This is where I led you here. This is what I promised Abram, all those centuries ago, but go to sleep and I'll show you what I promised you. Yeah. And com com comparatively, as beautiful as the promised land is, it was nothing compared to where Moses woke up. Yeah. And uh, I, that's my take on it. And I like it better because God's not a vindictive God. That's right. He was, he knew Moses was the man for the job. He knew Moses would screw up. He knows you're have you're the woman for this job, this pot. He knows I'm the woman to be right in this. Or you know, we're gonna screw up, yeah. But we're gonna wake up uh, in uh, someplace so great one day that we everything will be worth it, and it'll far surpass. Paul talks about you know anything this world could offer us. Yeah. And so then then the next story is Joshua, of course, and 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 how God you know blessed his faith. He was one of the the only two of the uh, the uh, spies went into the land 40 years earlier. Young man, he was young then, and he believed that they could take they could take the promised land. He and Caleb, yeah. but everybody else said no, and, and we know what happened. Then, 2,000 years later, what what who does God call for the most unlikely event in the history of humankind? Right, he called the teenage girl, yes, and the man she's engaged to marry to to become the mother of the savior of all of humankind. Yeah. You know, God, God, God does not do things our ways. Mm -hmm. He is, his ways are higher than the heavens and his, 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 his purposes. We cannot even fathom. We can't even, you know, we can't, we just can't or else we would be God and we keep trying to be God. Right. And, and that never works out. Never works. Never works. Works. never works. And so uh, it ends with the fact that uh, that particular one does end with the fact that in his kingdom goes on and on and on and on through eternity. And, and our story is, is every bit as important to God as Abraham and Sarah's, mm -hmm. as Moses's, as Joshua's, as Mary even, and, and Josh, and uh, J, um, uh, Joseph. Joseph. You know, we're all a part of his love story. The love story, all of creation, ever since the dawn of creation, God has longed to bring back everyone he's created and loved back to Bet Av, which means the father's house. Yeah. 
And, um, and, and that's what he will continue to do through us and in us until Jesus returns and ushers in the new Jerusalem, the new promised land. Yeah. And then who knows what God has for us. Right. I can get through today. So I'm going to trust God with that. <laughs> right. I mean, what kind of jobs are we going to have in eternity? Do I still get to have a podcast when we're all in the new earth? I can't imagine because we have the gifts we have for a reason. What are you and yeah. I going to do for eternity? <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know if you'll be married this year. I know he does promise to give us the desires of our heart if we seek him yeah. and his righteousness first. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's your proactive thing. Yeah. You want the promise of God, the desires of your heart, then seek him, seek him, love him, serve him every day of your life. Do every most menial job as unto him. Mm-hmm. I struggle with that every day. Me too. I get boxes that have to be opened and, you know, <laughs> and you know things that need to you, you just, Lord, help me. Yeah. The Lord says, do not weary in well-doing because he knows we're going to get weary in well-doing. Yeah, We need his help every second of every moment of every day of our life. Yes, There's no getting around that. I feel that. And um, when we try to do it on our own, it will not work. And it just, when, when I've tried to do it on my own, what ends up happening is I just get exhausted. And then I get angry. And, and uh-huh. Yep. And re- resentful. Yes. And then I go, oh, you know why? Because I was wondering if he had it or if he didn't have it. <laughs> and I thought he didn't have it. And so I thought right. I had to have it and I don't have it. Yeah. And, and the longing for intimacy with another human being is, as, as, um, is instilled in us. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, everything that God gave Adam, he still wanted, he wanted someone to share it with. Yeah. Yeah. It's a natural, natural thing. Sex is a natural thing. All of creation came because there was some sort of fertilization of something. Right. And I don't like how our Western church is uncomfortable with that, with that concept. The Bible is very clear that Jesus is the lover of our souls, yeah. that we are the bride of Christ. And, and, and just the imagery in the Song of Solomon, the Song of Songs, however you want to call it, is, is so sexual in nature. And, and even gentle whispers that the Lord talks about uh, in when, when Elijah was in the cave and the earthquake came and, the, and the, 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 everything happened and God was not in all the fire. He wasn't in, but he was in the gentle whispers. Mm-hmm. I've been told by my Messianic uh, rabbi friends that that is translated to um, lovemaking sounds. Mm. And lots of Christians are uncomfortable with such a concept. Sure. But God is the lover of our soul. And that doesn't mean he was physically making love sure. to him. He was, he was ha- making love to his entire being, mm-hmm. bringing the kind of healing that happens when you are known yeah. that way. Yeah. Completely known and loved anyway is what, you know, intimacy actually means, I think. Yeah. Uh, the way God loves us is he knows us and loves us anyway. Yes. Right? Yeah. He's the one that made the covenant that walked both ways. We didn't do anything. That, right. Right. He has it, not us. Oh, I'm going to carry that for a long time. Okay, Kathy Lee, this has gone by so fast. You (laughs) are an absolute joy to talk to. Is there anything we didn't cover you want to make sure we say? Am I going to get married? Forget you. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you've moved to a good town. I'll keep my ears open. I know a lot of good men around here. So Listen, at this point now, after five years with Frank being with Jesus, I said, 
Listen, if he loves Jesus and have his, it has his own teeth, have him call me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't mean that, I'm, but it is funny. <laughs> I'm about the same. I'm about the same. <laughs> you keep the faith, baby, in every Thank way. It's, a, it's an honor and a, and a delight to talk with you, Andy. God oh, bless I enjoyed you. it so much. Can we ask you one final question? The last thing we always ask on the show, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, will you tell me what you do for fun? My daughter and her husband are about to move here to Tennessee. Are they? And I'm hoping that my son will, and his new wife will soon follow. Yeah. Yes, I get to, I get to decorate. Yes. Their homes. Oh, that is very fun. I'm already in the process of it. And I, if I hadn't gone into show business, I would have gone into interior design. Okay. It's my favorite thing. I love, love, love to design. Yeah. So they trust me. I have another friend, a Messianic Jew, gentleman moving into my neighborhood, catty quarter to me. He came into my home and he said, oh, can I buy your house? I said, no, it's not for sale. He said, can you do mine? Because I, I just have, so I'm, oh, I'm yes. going to have so much fun decorating two brand new homes yes. for my darling daughter and her beautiful new husband and my new Messianic friend, God's yes. moving in right across the street from me because I'm lonely for, yeah. for more um you know, faithful friends. And I, he is a brilliant messianic uh, uh, believer. And he knows, he knows stuff I don't know. Yes. I want to sit at people's feet and learn more than I knew when I woke up this morning. Yeah. So that this is going to be great fun. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Kathy Lee, thank you for doing this. What an honor to have you on. Thank you for having me. And shalom, shalom. Thank you. Oh, you guys, don't you love her? I hope I didn't embarrass you with what a fan I was. But I mean, when we get to talk to these people that we've known for so many years of our lives, it just, it feels awesome. And wasn't she amazing? I love when people are better than you think they are, right? I love when people are as amazing as you think they are and more. And that's exactly my experience with Kathy Lee. I hope that was your experience today too. Make sure you get a copy of her new book. It's never too late. Make the next act of your life the best act of your life. And follow her if you don't already. Tell her thanks for being on the show today. And don't forget to check out her book, Hello Little Dreamer for kids. And we'll put it today on my Instagram so you can see it when we read it for mini BFF book club. And if you like this conversation with Kathy Lee, I bet you'd also like episode 129 with Elizabeth Hasselbeck. So be sure to check that out. To keep you updated on where we're going this December, you know how we do in December. On Thursday, we'll switch to Christmas music. And then on Monday, our 12 Days of Christmas starts where we have 12 episodes in a row. Get ready for so much listening, so much joy, so many hilarious conversations. One that already made me cry. It is going to be a great couple of weeks between now and Christmas. Hey, if you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. I'm also Annie F. Downs TSF. Like that sounds fun on YouTube. I think that's it for me today, friends. So go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. Have a great week. We'll see you back here on Thursday with the musicians for our Christmas music. Chris and Gareth from Rend Collective. That's right. You're about to hear Rend Collective sing God Rest You Merry Gentlemen for the entire month of December. And I cannot wait. And this conversation, y'all are going to love it. These guys are the best. So we'll see you back here on Thursday with the guys from Rend Collective. <laughs>